Hello and welcome everybody to Paranormal Analytical. I'm your host, Eddie Hill, along with the incredible and sexy Vanna White of Paranormal Radio. We have Rick Warren. What's up? With the awesome hair, of course. And I am bringing on another special host. There he is. Our insanely sexy crazy scientist mad scientist of paranormal analytical we have renee rodriguez who has not been on the show in a very long time renee good to have you on here howdy and we have our special 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 guest the lovely Kristen lee from the ever so haunted bel-air house Ooh. The Biller House that just has a ring to it, doesn't it? Makes you just yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. Kristen, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure and an honor to have you on. And I think we lost audio on her. I think she forgot to un unmute herself. I didn't unmute myself. <laughs> I gave her special instructions at the very beginning. Everybody mute your stuff and quiet on the set and all that kind of stuff while we music. <laughs> but you know what when you have technology you expect this kind of stuff to happen but we used to have a lot more problems at the beginning didn't we renee that's that was every single podcast every single one <laughs> well guess what we also have on here and we have by telephone the incredible james retired firefighter we did have him on video but his audio was awful, so we brought him in by phone. James, say hello. Hello. I'll get in where I'll fit in, brother. How y'all doing? <laughs> so there he is. We got James. He All you're going to have on him is audio. So uh, we have him. We're bringing him in by telephone, and we're going to be talking about paranormal confessions and the filming of it. And I'm sure some of you who uh, follow us closely on Facebook have seen the videos and have seen what we've been posting out there that was on YouTube. And it was a phenomenal show that we were filming out there. And this is just a sizzle reel that we have. But real quick, before we get into all this stuff, I'm going to read a couple of comments that are over here because we do have comments starting up in the chat room. We have Darren Wedlock going, hey, everyone, smoke them if you got them. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes. And we got James, of course, saying, Darren, what's up, brother? And Darren saying, hey, James, not a lot, mate. Glad the show came on, LOL. And just to let everybody know, James loves Darren's voice. He's got this fetish with, uh, <laughs> with uh, Darren. He's got See, this. Look, in, in all of our defense, he is the sexiest voice in podcasting right now. So, you know, I got the good looks, right? So if he was in my position right now, he would pass 100% because you wouldn't have to look at him. He ain't much to look at, but man, he's got the damn sexiest podcast voice ever. I don't know. Well, now that you're not on video, James, you can do whatever you like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and man, I'm already necked and drinking a beer. So there you this. go. There you go. And uh, James says, yeah, sorry for the delay. We had a few tech issues, but we are here. Yes, we are. And then we also have on here, we have Danielle. <laughs> she's laughing good stuff um darren's laughing too but 
Let's get back into this because we have a lot to cover tonight and we don't have a whole lot of time with our one hour show. We may squeeze a little bit more out of that, but we I don't think we're going to be able to squeeze a whole, whole lot out of it. But we're going to do the best we can and we're going to try and get as much out of this as we possibly can. But the Bel Air House Haunted has a new address. The Bel Air House is definitely a one of a kind location with its curses violent apparitions and portals is ohio's bel air house the most haunted home in the world i would say it's up there pretty darn close if it's not the most haunted ohio residents live in fear of creepy abandoned building as an owner flees after an apparition pins her to the floor and throws her dog against the wall come investigate with us now, we're going to be talking about that incident, which took place with the lovely Kristen Lee, which we are very, very, very happy to have on here. Uh, Kristen, uh, it's an honor, as always, to have you on the show. And we'd love for you to tell us a little bit about the history of the Bel Air house. What happened? You know, when you bought this house, it wasn't like you knew it was haunted and you were going into this thing and uh, you were going to have this haunted location. You went in there just looking for a place to live, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And it wasn't until you got in there that you started noticing things weren't quite right. That's right. So give us some history on that. And we're going to listen intently. And of course, Rick, Renee and James, think of any questions you might have for her. She's going through and we're going to go over this real quick. And then we're going to go over. We're going to do this for about the first 30 minutes. And then the second half of the show, we're going to go through the filming of Paranormal Confessions, which was done at the Bel Air House, along with our director and producer, Miguel Cantu. And uh, I was there, and also uh, Rene Rodriguez, who is on tonight, he was there with us. And we're going to be talking about experiences that we had while we were at the Bel Air House. So, Kristen, the floor is yours. Take over, and we're going to listen. Oh, thanks. So, you know, we were affected by two flash floods, and our house was just demolished by the flood water. And, um, we were homeless for some time, but I found the Belair house on a foreclosed list and I called the realtor to look at the house. And the day that I called them, um, I met them at seven o'clock that night and I signed a promissory note on the fireplace in the living room. Um, and then the next day came in and they called and they said they accepted the bid. And about a week later, maybe two weeks later, we were moving in. So, the history of the Belair House, I, at the time, I didn't know the history of the Belair House. Um, I moved to the Belair area because of my son's family. Um, they were closer and, uh, you know, I was born in Belair, but I never lived in Belair. Anyway, my parents and my grandmother, they took me outside of Belair. But um, the history of the Belair House, it, it it's very long. It truly is. Um, we... The founder of Belair is named Jacob Davis, and he, um, the, the house, the, the Belair house was built by a man named Jacob Hetherington. And Jacob Hetherington came to America from England, and he came on the Ohio River with his family. Um, his family went back to England, but then they ended up settling in Martins Ferry, Ohio, which is just down the river from Belair. And Jacob Hetherington and Captain Fink, um, built an empire they they mined for coal 
um, they became millionaires. Uh, and Captain Fink trusted Jacob with his his business while Captain Fink would go, um, you know, on the river to send uh, like barges, coal, textiles. Um, he, he would just, uh, he would run all of that up and down the river and um, he'd take it to New Orleans. He would go north, he'd go to Canada. So he was very busy, but he trusted Jacob Hetherington with his coal mines. And um, Jacob Hetherington, every time Captain Fink would come in, he would give him all of the money. Um, Jacob Hetherington didn't know how to read. Um, he didn't know how to write, but he, any money that he had, he put it in a can and he buried it in the ground in the cabin that he lived in. So the house was, the Belair house was uh, started to be built about the 1850s and Jacob Hetherington built a mansion and he built this house for his uh, granddaughter Lyde and her brother Edwin lived with her. Um, their father, uh, Jacob's son, his name's Alex, and that is the father of Lyde and Edwin. Um, it, you know, poor Alex was committed to a lunatic asylum, so Lyde ended up taking over the business, but at that time, the business was not prosperous. It had um, bankrupted, so it, it's, it's a shame that it happened that way, but it did. Um, but Edwin and Lyde were very close. They were brother and sister, very, very close. Lyde was older. Um, we have documentation where Lyde actually signed um, Edwin's draft card. So we know that Edwin was in the military. We know that he was an accountant at um, the, the glass factory in Bel Air. Um, but then Lyde died in the house and Edwin became so heartbroken because she died that he reached out to what we would be, what we would refer to as psychic mediums. But back in the day, they were called seers or spiritualists. And they actually came to the Belair house to help Edwin connect to his sister. If, if they did, we, we don't know. We've collected data, paranormal data research that Edwin has told us that he had indeed connected to his sister. Um, then we also have the Native American caves behind the house it was the shawnee tribe and they did their ceremonies behind the house and if you look up in the night sky if it's not cloudy you can see beautiful constellations and perfect alignments of constellations and planets um so we feel that 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 land was very sacred to them to um to, to do their ceremonies and it was right beside the ohio river which gets into the other part of of the history of the blair house um so with the Ohio River and Captain Fink and Jacob Davis and Jacob Hetherington all working together, we've recently found out with the help of um, Rebecca Gardner, Landon Miles and Aaron Shriver that the Belair House was a stop for the Underground Railroad. And Captain Fink, Jacob Hetherington, Jacob Davis uh, were all abolitionists. And during some of the research that we did with the census records, we did see servants in the Hetherington family. They wanted to be referred to as servants. Um, and they would wait for Captain Fink to get on the boat and they, he would take them to their freedom. So that I think that that's the coolest part of the Blair House, but um, we do have a ley line that runs through the Belair house and a ley line is just a consistent energy source. Uh, it can, it's comprised of like the flow of the Ohio river tragedies, um, residual energy from the tragedies. Uh, it's just like a hot spot for paranormal that spirits can 
port back and forth. And we do have a lot of new spirits that swing by and, and communicate with us. And they've never been to the Blair house before, um, but they kind of tell us that they see it as a beacon of light and they're attracted to that light and they gain energy from that light. Um, and it's just the energy is, I guess it radiates is what one spirit had told us. It vibrates, it radiates and it draws them to the actual Belair house. Um, let's, let's jump into when you bought the house, you know, you were looking for a place and mm-hmm. you found the Belair house, but it wasn't the Belair house at the time. It was, you know, what you would think of or consider just a home on the market. And you were looking for a place to live, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And what happened at that point? Let's get into some of the, when you bought the house and and what happened as far as uh, some of the activities started taking place that made you wonder what was happening. Well, you know, you can't buy a house that quick. That's something that's always baffled me because you, it takes a while to find the house, get the loan, get the paperwork approved. And legitimately we were, I signed the note seven o'clock the night that I saw it. And it seemed like a week or two later we were moving in, but um, when we first moved in, you know, I, I was, uh, first of all, we had been displaced. So it was very difficult to try to transition from that, um, try to gain that self-sufficiency again. Of course, I was working a full-time job, a part-time job, and I was in graduate school and we were homeless. <laughs> so, and then buying a new house and then all of that stuff. I truly thought that we were just tired. We would hear, um, you know, footsteps upstairs, um, one night when I was asleep on the couch, I woke to the cushion going down, but nobody was there. And then when I, I felt it going down, but then when I sat up and I opened my eyes, there was this gray figure of a man, a gray apparition of a man, and you could clearly see through him. But I, I yelled, you know, I was startled. I said, who are you? What do you want? And he had a flat affect. He had no expression on his face at all. But then he wrote, he, he got up and you could see and feel the cushion coming up. And then he walked like his back was toward me and he walked into the foyer and he just vanished. Uh, at that time, our dog Bella was running around and she was barking. Um, she was uh, very startled. So, and it, it, you know, it was cold, but it wasn't cold enough to where I could actually see my breath because it, it was our house, it's where we were living. All of us were sleeping downstairs. Um, but the, that was the first time that I ever saw a figure like that in the Belair house and it, it was quite alarming. Um, and I honestly, I thought that I was just tired. I thought that maybe it was a dream. I mean, I passed it off so many times because I didn't, I just didn't want to believe. I truly didn't. And I think that the more and more I resisted acknowledging that there were spirits there, um, the more intense the activity became until finally they're like, we're here, you're gonna know we're here and we're going to go to the extreme measure to make you see that we're here. And that was the night that, you know, uh, you know, our family had disbanded. Um, it, it, it was pretty, it was pretty bad. The, the house had split our, the tension in the house, the the stress of the house and just the stress of everyday life. It was just piling on and on to where our family had um, disband. Like in, in, at the very end of living in the Blair house, it was just myself and my dog Bella. And sometimes um, my son would come home. 
um, and stay, but it wasn't safe for him to stay that. And I knew that that's why he went to live um, and stay with his grandparents for a while until I was able to get out of there. Um, and then as soon as I was able to get out of there, everything was peaceful. Like there was no uh, door slamming. There was no telephones that were disconnected, completely disconnected, ringing off the hook. I mean, that kind of stuff happened. Uh, and it's unexplainable that it would happen. And I, I had a friend over, we were working on some music one night and the telephone started ringing and he's like, aren't you going to answer the phone? And I'm like, no, it's probably just some sort of, you know, telemarketer or something. But the phone was disconnected and had been disconnected. I had a cell phone. I didn't need a house phone. So there was no reason why the phone would have been ringing. That was one incident. There was an incident where um, we were remodeling the bathroom when we moved in. There was a big box of uh, tile. And everybody knows how big or how heavy those boxes of tile are. And it just disappeared. Nobody could find it. And that caused a fight. Well, what did you do with it? I can't lift it. What did you do with it? You know, and then back and forth, just little things that would um, really, really trigger, trigger very bad energy um, between us. But, um, you know, when, whenever, when we, when I had to move back in, I left, I was able to leave, um, but I had to move back in. We had renters, uh, renters didn't stay long. Um, they've all reported paranormal activity. Um, but one night I had a couple of roommates living with us when we had to move back in and um, everybody went out, you know, I just didn't feel like going out. So I went on the roof and was playing some guitar. And when I came back in, I securely shut the door to my room. And I locked it because at that point in time, we had locks on every door in that house because um, we just, you know, you could always hear the doors going back and forth. And if you lock it, you could prevent it. But this door. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but I was laying in bed and the door swung open and you could just see the static energy of, I guess you could describe it as like a rain cloud, a very dark rain cloud. Um, and it was just lingering and coming and, and coming into the room. And you know how you rub your eyes, like this is something playing tricks on me. Is the lighting in the room playing tricks on me? Why am I seeing this? But then all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's like you could consider it paralysis, but I wasn't asleep. I was not asleep at all. Um, and that's when things became very violent. And um, I remember Bella, our dog jumped on top of me. Uh, her claws were like up in here in my neck. She was panicking, she was trying to protect. Um, she knew something was in that room, but then, you know, I could even feel her saliva just coming out on my face. It, that was, yeah, I don't wanna talk about that. But you know, at that point in time, she, um, she, was, she was just plunged up against the wall. Like whatever this entity, this being, this whatever it was, um, just lifted her and just tossed her against the wall. Um, and then shortly after that, you know, I don't know how, but I ended up being able to move my arms, move my legs. And um, I got up and I picked her up and we left, we left the house. and. The weirdest thing is a few days after we came back, a man showed up at the front door 
and he's like, I want to rent your house. And I said, when do you want me to leave? He said, yesterday would have been nice. I said, give me two days. And I mean, I had to pack up like a 2,500 square feet house in two days. And I gave a lot of stuff away. I just wanted to get out. I wanted a new life. And then I moved into a small, like 800 square feet townhouse, with just my son and Bella and a friend of mine. Um, and we lived there for a while and it was so refreshing to hear our neighbors go up and down the steps and we knew it wasn't paranormal. We knew, we could, we knew it was either Miguel or Raphael going all up and down the steps and it was just the kids. It wasn't anything that was gonna bother us, but um, then more, more renters went in, um, they didn't stay again. And then finally I let the house go. I started the process to file bankruptcy and I let the house go. But, you know, years later, um, the proceed, the, the bankruptcy proceedings happened. I, the, the debt was squashed. I didn't owe anything. Um, but my name always stayed on the deed of the house. Even today, my name is still on the deed of the house. And um, mm -hmm. everybody said they didn't want the house. Belmont County Auditor didn't want the house. Village of Bel Air didn't want the house. The mortgage company didn't want the house. So guess who got stuck with the house after I filed bankruptcy? me and then I became responsible under the code enforcer of Bel Air to continue to take care of the house even though I moved far away so far away um, I just moved all the way into Massachusetts <laughs> and um, and then I had to come back you know um, that's that's uh, that's that's the that's it for now with that wow. part of the, the whole story is incredible. I mean, you basically had to flee this house. You had to get away from there, you know, for your own sanity. Uh, right. Rick, what, what questions do you have? I was wondering as far as um, you said that the Shawnee um, had ceremonies in a cave back behind your house and everything. Um, did you feel any kind of a presence or any kind of a anybody tell you anything about actually what the the natives did there or have you been back in that cave um well the this was like 1754 in that time frame so the earth has completely overtaken the cave you can still see like pieces of it but the landslides and all of that stuff have ever grown it. But um, a lot of the people in the village had told us that the Shawnee would do um, rituals and some people called it like magic rituals, but um, inside of the cave is where they buried, um, they, they placed them, their uh, chieftains, their um, like medicine uh, men, like the honorable members of the tribe, like the higher members of the tribe is where they would bury them inside of the cave. Wow. Did you think any of that might've been come back as far as being malevolent or, um, or what? Is that part I, of what I, you saw? I don't think it was the Native Americans. I don't, I just don't. I think that it was in the, I mean, and I've had, you know, almost 16 years to process this from that, you know, from that moment. But I think that it was truly whatever was in the house. I was such a non-believer and I truly believed it was mental. It was psychological until Bella, until I saw the dog being thrown up against the wall. You can't explain that. That's not psychological. No. I saw it with my own eyes. So at that point in time, I knew that I thought I made the house mad. I did. And I thought that 
I was going to be in a lot of trouble and I didn't want to stay there. And other things had occurred too that were pretty profound, but I always had blamed psychology or was over accountable for some things that I could have done, you know? Um, but you know, it's, 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 it's different. It's a different house. It's a different, it is so intelligent. And I say the house because I feel like the house is alive, like the actual house, even though there are spirits that dwell in it and there's different spirits that port back and forth. And, you know, it's open to the paranormal community to continue um, afterlife and paranormal supernatural research. And, you know, we have so many different energies that come in and out of there. It's, it's so, um, it's really hard to, to pinpoint exactly what, what it is, you know, we know that there's an inhuman spirit. We know that um, we've been doing research on this house for years. We also know that there's earthbound spirits that are there. Um, we also know that there's a higher intellectual beings that speak to us. And sometimes they speak to us in Morse code. Um, and we all know that mathematics is the universal language. So we know definitively that we probably have made a connection to a higher force, a higher being, like something that's not in our solar system. So we've had that encounter a couple of times. Um, I wrote about that, that those experiences in my next book that's coming up, it's called Paranormal Confessions. Um, it will be through Hampton uh, Roads um, Publishing, which is um, uh, like a sister of Wiser and Redwill Publishing. Um, big occult publishers. Um, but, you know, there's that that's supposed to be coming out of in June of 2021. Um, there, there's just, you know, they, they asked me to pick out 13 ghost stories to tell. And each chapter is a, a profound, phenomenal experience with different paranormal investigators that we I've been investigating with over the past Oh God! Since 2015, yeah. Um, you mentioned something about. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Ed. No, go you ahead. Buddy. Something you you mentioned something a while ago about a portal and everything. Are uh, do you have a specific room or a place in the in the house that you can definitively say is a portal? There are 11 portals in the house, and. Whoa. This is insanity because, you know, I I work full time as a psychic medium and I was at an event and a, a dear colleague of mine, Joe Estes, he had said to me, I'm going to come down to the Belair house when we're done with this event. And um, I'm so happy that you removed some people from your life because they were triggering this house to explode. So when he walked into the house, he went through the whole entire house and he came alone. He did this and he came back downstairs and he said, do you realize that you have a carpet or a huge painting on every portal in this house? Like you covered it up. He says, you're a natural witch. He said that to me and I was like, I don't know about that, but thanks. You know, but I, I just, something like made me, I mean, I've got big Batman pictures, like Bruce Marks, like he was a great, um, artist painter in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I have a couple of his pieces and I had these huge, like 20 by 20 portraits 
over portals, huge carpets over portals. Eddie, when he came with Renee and Miguel, they slept in the room that has two portals. Eddie slept, slept like his bed was right in, like right under them. So yeah, my, my bed was right on top of it. Mm-hmm. Well, we never, yeah. got, we never got messed with in there. No, well, everybody in the whole house, nothing ever messed with that. The five nights were there. Well, you know why? You. Yep. So we got to move on real quick. Uh, James, you got any questions? Yes. um, uh, Just a couple of them. What year was the house built? Um, We know that it's about 1850s. That's what we know. And we found that article through. Oh gosh, what is that house? It, it was. A, I'm sorry, my brain. I've been up since sunrise. Um, <laughs> it, it was. Um, it's a house that it, they have all these documentations for abolitionists, and um, they had a report in there that Jacob Davis had three houses. He started to build three houses about 1850s. So we don't know the exact date, but we know that he had started to build these these three houses. His another one and the Belair house. Um, about 1850s. Right. So, and then the, the other part is, are you, where are you right now? Are you in the house right now? Or what is the, no, what is the, the house right no. now? No, I don't. The Belair house is, is uh, a business. It's an afterlife research center. I'm at home. Did you hear okay, that? Four, so. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Okay. I was just wondering, cause I see the background. I'm, I'm looking at the back at her background right now. I'm like, man, that's a pretty cool looking background. For <laughs> Thank yeah, you. So, that's my ancestral altar. I, I so honor my. Quick, I got to jump into Renee. Renee, you were already there, but you got any questions you want to jump in there real quick? We're going to have to move quickly on. Yeah, I got a quick question. So you told me about the, what happened to, to, to yourself and, and the dog. Has there any other violent Anything else violent happen in the house? Not to you, but anybody else. Oh yeah. Oh gosh, yes. Um, you know, the the old groundskeeper was pushed down the steps and went through the second story window. As you come down the landing on the first steps, he was pushed on the steps and went through the window. Um, a lot of paranormal, well, let me tell you, the recently, most recently, um, we put the new porch roof on and we had a construction crew royalty maintenance come and just rip the whole roof off their snake skin inside of it um i don't know what's up with me and snakes lately but um there they were there and um when the roof one of the roofers was on top of the roof he said that he felt something come up on him and it like was hovering over him and then he said his forearm started to burn like just really hurt and burnt. And he looked down and he said he had three like claw marks go up and they were bleeding. Um, the other roofer, uh, Mike, who was the owner of the company, he um, was pushed off a ladder and he ended up in an air cast. He went to the hospital, but he was definitely pushed off the ladder. So, you know, the whole, his whole crew quit, unfortunately, and he's trying to get a new crew. Um, but he went back to the Belair house after a couple of weeks to try to finish up just like the trim on the roof and stuff like that. And he was dangling again, he was pushed off the ladder and he was dangling with his arm on the ladder. And he, um, his bicep was, um, what do you call that? Like stretched. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know. It's not a dislocation cause it's not a bone, but it's, um, pulled. It's a pulled muscle. It's a pulled muscle. Yeah. Separated his muscle. 
Yes. Okay, real quick, um, we're going to have to take a quick break. I, I, man, you know, we're supposed to take two, but I, I just can't because we have so much, so many stories that are just awesome on here, and uh, we we really need to to move on. But we're going to be coming back, and I'm going to be showing everybody a clip that uh, of of the actual uh paranormal confessions that we were filming while we were there at the bel air house in just a moment but we're going to take a quick break and uh play a little rock and roll tune i guess you could say on here remember everybody please share the show right now put it out on your page share it with your friends family share it out as much as you can uh let's get a bigger audience in here if, we're, if possible and uh we'll continue onward but we're going to play a quick little tune and we're going to be right back and we're going to be showing a clip of paranormal confessions and continue with the filming of paranormal confessions as well. So everybody stand by and it's going to be fun. So uh, hang on to your shorts as they say. Thank you. 
everybody joining in we appreciate everybody watching and of course i've got so many things going on. i actually need some help renee you need to be over here with me next time because i need <laughs> people to run some of these machines. you live so far man you live like an hour and a half from me i know but it's great you love it out here you know that <laughs> too many chickens yeah <laughs> so what we're gonna do right now <laughs> is i'm gonna play i'm a <laughs> chicken i got a horse now too by the way yeah, you know that, right? You better ride that horse. I want to. Uh, like Kristen, the, you, he's I mean, the pair of the cow. <laughs> yeah, so I've got, I've got a horse. You know, you've heard that old saying. You know, uh, well, well, I forget the old saying, but it was something about riding a cowboy. <laughs> you know, something like that. Anyway, um, we're gonna jump in and we're gonna put on the video. So I'm gonna try and get this on here so that we can. Uh, I'll watch it. So it's going to be interesting here. Let me see what I can do. Too many buttons. It is. I mean, it's got way too much stuff. And I need to look over here. And uh, James, do I still have you on the on the phone? Yeah, I'm right here. Okay, I'm going to have to kill you over here from the on, on the feed. Not, not on the phone. Stay on the phone. But I'm going to kill you on the feet because I, I can't pull anything else up. So I've got to drop drop you out of here. This place will break you. It will tear you down. And there's not going to be enough left to send home to mama, if you understand what I'm telling you. My name is Ethan Robinson, 46 years old. I am from East Prairie, Missouri. Hi, my name is Amy Casper. I'm 43 years old. I'm from Southern Illinois. My name is Heather Steele. I'm 29 years old, and I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My name is John Campbell. I am 44 years old. I'm from Rising Sun, Ohio. James Backus, and um, I'm 35 years old. I'm from Acker, Pennsylvania. Hello everyone, 
Welcome to the Valer House. Okay, now there's going to be certain rules everyone has to follow while you're in here. This place is not for the faint of heart. My name is Ashley Blazer. Lane Kervenko. John Blazer. Darren Shriver. I'm 37 from uh, Chicago, Illinois. So I truly believe that there is going to be an experience and that actually really excites me. And I feel like I've been drawn to this house. I feel there's a connection here. You're here, please let us know. You don't have any knowledge of it when it's happening. Or... Whenever I saw the figure approaching me with the pillow, it confirmed that it wanted to kill me. I just felt a sense of rage. I had a little seance this morning where emotions ran high. I was saying that my heart's over. I was okay, and then I just sat on the couch, and all of a sudden I just got overwhelmed. Oh, it's getting tired. That's for sure. Maybe I'm not supposed to be here. Maybe there's a lot of different people with a lot of different personalities here. Then I think the house is really going to draw on all of that, all of the energy. Something brought me here. It has the power to affect your, your mindset as far as fear, as far as uh, self-doubt. Something in you. We had to spread water and salt on a portal that we had opened. I know there are things here that want to hurt me. You can't hurt me. There are many forms of prayers that you can pray to protect yourselves. When you go into places that are haunted, they feed on those emotions. They did not put her tombstone on top of the hill to shun the town. It was to look down on the town because the town looked down on her That's their right. entire life. In the Bel Air home, I mean, the experiences that you have people would, would pay a million dollars for. Oh, it's more than just this house, it's this whole valley. Do you ever see this? Do you ever know this? No, I've never seen that. Yeah, as they're tearing the body of a child out. If you're gonna go to hell because you're transgender, then I'm gonna go right there with you because I support you. Uh, a lot of grumpy people right now. I did feel like something touched my foot. That was a voice. It was a voice. There's relationships growing between people. Tensions are high. Tensions are real high in the house. Let's see what later today brings. Uh, I think that's who I may have seen standing over me. And then we have a saying, you know, things are happening here. And like, I'm super fucking annoyed. Nobody likes me here. If I have food, we might have to start eating each other. Just kidding. They're forced to sit here in front of you and spill the beans on everything. It's a, it's a definite experience being in this house. I heard some shuffling in our room. There wasn't anybody in there. And when you see it, you're going to be shocked. This house, you can take all this pain from me. You can have it. I want to be touched. I want to have a personal experience in that sense of seeing a full body apparition. We actually both saw a head like up here. Already I'm feeling different from how it came in. This entire experiment is designed to bring the inner demons that you have out of This house is just a catalyst for that.
So there you have it. In the early hours before D-Day, now we've got other General Dwight D. Eisenhower prepared an announcement that, thankfully, he never had to make. Our landings in the Normandy area have gained a foothold. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And I have withdrawn the troops. Great leaders prepare. There. <laughs> Too many buttons. Pull the plug. Pull the plug. Oh my God! Did, did y'all see that? Did it yeah. work? That's awesome. Yeah, it yes. worked. Thank God. <laughs> okay. Good job, Betty. Good job. So there we have it. Paranormal confessions. So you all saw the preview to this, and it was an incredible experience. In order to to be able to get over there and to film this and to film people's reactions and it was a it was an experiment I want to say mm-hmm. and uh, we had Renee who was pretty much running a lot of the experimentation going on over there with the different uh, types of, uh, of uh, equipment that we brought along with us and uh, we were filming and we were trying to keep it all in line and it was a good time but you know Kristen, and correct me if I'm wrong, but people that were there seem to have changed. Yes. From the time they arrived to the time that they left. Yes. And it was it was something uh, that was just really awesome. Um, I'm going to start off with James real quick. Uh, James, do I still have you with us on the phone? Yeah, I'm right here. Okay, buddy. Uh, do you have any questions for Kristen? Well, um, so yeah, <laughs> I do. Oh, first thing, how far? So this is in Ohio, right? Yes. Okay, so I have my nanny actually lives in uh, Bluffton. How far from Bluffton are you? I'm not sure. I don't know where that is. We're very close to West Virginia. Um, Wheeling, West Virginia, is right across the river from Bel Air, Ohio. So. She's she's about thirty minutes out of Lima. She might be a couple of hours from us if she's west. Okay. Lima's west, I think. So, so you mentioned earlier it's it's more like you don't stay there anymore, so it's more like a business now. So if yeah. uh if I was if I was to put you on the spot right now and you were to promote a commercial, how would you how would you package this right here for an investigation for a team or just anybody going out? you know, just looking for a night or looking for a week or how would you package this as a commercial? Um, you know, our, our slogan is haunted has a new address. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm sorry. I can't answer that. I don't, I, I'm a great marketer, but I don't, I don't know how to answer that on the spot. It would take me a while to write it out and edit and, <laughs> um, but it is a place. I mean, it is a place for research, afterlife research, um, where paranormal teams 
paranormal enthusiasts can come. They can actually see what it is like to stay inside, sleep inside, shower, eat inside of an authentic haunted location. Um, right. Not, not to put you on the spot or anything, but if you were to, to promote this, is what I guess the better question is if you were you were to go out and say, hey, you know, this is what I offer, and this is what you know, you guys can come over and do. Um, not getting into price or anything like that at all. Just, just wondering what the uh, the do you have a two day thing or is it a one night thing or how, how do you how do you go about this? Well, we like people to stay in as long as they can. So typically, like traditionally, the norm is that people check in on Friday and they check out on Sunday, um, and they live in the house for the weekend. But there are some teams that come in Wednesday and they leave Sunday. Um, that has been increasing. And then there's teams that um, just come for overnight. Like tonight, um, there's a team there and they just wanted to stay for one night. So it really just depends on people's schedules, um, what they can do with a group of group members of their paranormal team. Um, it just depends on you know people's preferences. But yeah, it's open for them to stay as long as they would like to stay. So how booking friendly, uh, like, so is there a website we can go to and we can do a booking online or how does that work? Yes, uh, it's belairhousetours.com is our website. And there's a calendar up that um, if the dates are crossed out, those dates are booked. Uh, we are booked up until January of next year. Wow, that's Excellent, incredible. excellent. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. James, hey, I don't mean to cut you off, but we, we got to move on real quick. Yeah, uh, go ahead, man. Rick? Uh, what questions do you have? Rick, can you hear us? Uh-oh. <laughs> we lost him. I think, I think Rick is, uh, stuck. Rick's hiding. Yeah. Renee, let's, uh, let's go with you I, I, until, uh, Rick catches up. Uh, actually, I don't want to have any questions. I just want to talk about what we did, um, last year. So it, the three of us went over there just to, to, to film the um, the sizzle reel, and I could say that was probably one of the strangest uh, places I've stayed at. Uh, I know there's a lot of validation that you have up there, Kristen, and I think what? Yeah, I'm. Uh oh, not again! I don't not know again. Yeah, so we're, we're, Rick, if you can hear me, let's let Renee finish up and I'll come jump back to you. I don't know what happened, Rick. Well, anyways, uh, so we had, that's probably one of the strangest places I, I stayed at. Uh, I'm usually pretty open-minded. Um, like I said earlier, we didn't get messed with while we were in that room. So uh, going back to Eddie, uh, I've been on, we've been doing, you know, how long have we been doing this? Since 2000, with you at least, I think 2008. When Eddie's around, um, for some reason, the ghosts or whatever don't want to hang out with them. So if you want to, if you want to go do a ghost investigation, you want him as far away as you can because you will not <laughs> capture anything. I don't know what it is about you. Uh, but we didn't have any kind of issues when we were sleeping there. So you, were, Chrissy, were saying like you were, you stay the night there, you sleep and you shower. The showering thing <laughs> was very strange because you're you're in a haunted house and you're completely naked. And you're like, I'm going to get attacked. I was like, the whole time we were there for then five, you gotta remember, five days. You, you, you kept dropping the soap, Renee. <laughs> I thought I was going to get messed with. I'm like, I'll be in the shower. Something is going to come and grab me. <laughs> Didn't get me while I'm in the shower. Anyways, that place was really just a strange 
it was just a strange place overall. It just had a a different kind of energy. And what you guys talked about earlier, when the when the crew came in, um, people started changing a little bit there. They were getting a lot more emotional. Uh, there was a lot of like a lot of outbursts, a lot of anger. That's something that we noticed that since I was there just to film, I really didn't inter- interact too much with people. I kind of pulled myself back and kind of mm-hmm. stayed out of it. And just watching everybody interact with everybody else, I noticed mm-hmm. a trend. Everybody started getting a little meaner, a little more snappy, and a little sometimes a little more depressed. So there's something off. There's just something off about that house. Um, but for me, I had a blast. Uh, I think the uh, the coolest thing that I witnessed at that house was uh, a full body apparition. I actually saw a real live human looking ghost. I haven't seen other phenomena, but I've never seen a full body ghost until I was there at that house. Uh, it was Aaron and I saw it while we were doing. The, actually, it was the last night. We were there at the house. We were doing all the experiments at once. So I had a bunch of experiments going on at once. And I think one of the techniques I was doing actually helped me see the ghost standing there. And Aaron, Aaron and I actually both saw him. And that was probably, man, that was so cool because he looked like um, a transparent human. So what I saw, it kind of reminded me of spider webs. It was a spider web human. Um, it had a glow inside of it, but it was really because we had the lights dimmed during the experiment, and he was in shadow. And what I saw of him was a, just a Spider-Man web person with a light glow in it, and I could tell the person had a white shirt, dark pants, and he was just staring at me the whole night. It didn't move; he just sat with his arms beside him and just stared at me and Aaron until I looked over back to the left. During the experiment, I looked back to the right, it was gone. But that house, uh, we're going. I'm going to be going back here this year at the end of the year, and uh, I have some more experiments I want to try. And I want to add on to the experiments that we tried last year. Uh, I have a lot more ideas we can try this year, and so I've been talking to uh, Landon and Ashley about that. And uh, we have a lot of, I have a lot of cool things I want to try in the house, and I want to actually capture on video and audio and other stuff I'm gonna bring with me. I really, really wanna get some real footage. It's kinda of hard It's kind of hard to catch your ghosts, as Eddie knows, as soon as you start filming them, they go away. Yeah. I don't know what it is, they just poof. If you or if anybody has ever captured any uh, good EVPs. Um, yeah, definitely check out. Uh, there's a lot of good EVPs. Just if you Google Bel Air House, you're going to pull up, uh, you're going to fall into the rabbit hole of um, of data. But uh, from just so many thousands of different people that have posted it. But I think that the most recent one that um, it's uh, the North Carolina Paranormal Researchers, uh, Tim Connor, um, they've been posting some really cool uh, data. I mean, it's just super cool data. Um, there's four, three ladies that I work with right now. We are actually a team. Um, we've been 
we're not great video editors, but um, we've been trying to put out some cool EVPs too. I believe there's uh, some stuff on the Belair House pa- Facebook page. Um, the website, I don't like the new website. It's not user-friendly. I like my old website because I could post um, anything. I could post the show if I wanted to, and I can't do that on the new one. Um, but th- that's where to start. And just message me. Um, Mike Simpson just posted a full-body apparition in the attic uh, last weekend. Um and you he was so startled he didn't like you could see it and we're like oh just stay on it Mike just keep the camera and then he was just so startled you see the camera go down and he's in amazement I'm like no keep it on (laughs) keep it on the apparition when that happens I mean it's terrible okay we're gonna try for you again can you hear us Rick (laughs) no Rick Rick Oh no, he's having these issues again with his uh with his audio. That's not good. But uh yeah, I mean it, it was a crazy time over there and we we had a blast filming this and uh when were we down there? It was in the middle of summer, wasn't it? And what year? July, July last year. Nineteen. It was yes. hot. July. Yeah, it was hot. Yes. Yes, it was. We we have to do it in the winter this time. We have to film the the rest of the episodes in the winter. We have to, or spring. We can't do that heat again. That was too much. Yeah, that was a lot. I think think Rick is uh, mega lagging over here. He is. Yeah, his videos froze, but he still has audio. So uh, let me see here. Yeah, it was summer. John says, yeah, it was summer. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was it was a blast. We had we we loved it over there. It was great. If y'all have a, a way to get to the Bel Air house, message Kristen Lee. Can you hear me now? Yes. Hello. 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 Hi. Are you there, man? I can hear you. Bye. Bye. We can hear you. Oh yeah, <laughs> technical problems all the time. Oh. I tell you. Yeah, I think he's stuck in Lagland. Can you hear us, Rick? Oh, he is. Nope. I think, yeah, I think he's done. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna, uh, if if you can, Kristen, go ahead and give him your web uh, website again and how to contact you. Uh, the website is belairhousetours.com. Um, you know, we we filmed it in July of nineteen, and we shopped it out with people that actually took it in front of television networks in August of 19. Um, now we're looking for somebody that wants to come on to our team and actually pitch it. Um, we're, we're putting together a package of episodes. That was the intention wow. from the beginning. We're just continuing that. Um, but we do want to be able to show this experiment of people that have had some troubles inside of their personal lives, but then they're also paranormal um, enthusiasts, investigators, and they want to learn techniques on how to combat, you know, paranormal to the psychological parts of life to become more enlightened. Um, and then just the effects that the house has on people, we wanted to make sure that we documented that. So we took a- Are you there? Are you there? Rick, you guys talking. <laughs> yeah, he's still in Lagland. So we, so we took, yeah, we <laughs> took a... Um, Kristen, what kind of voodoo did you bring? None. None tonight. Uh, Not tonight. <laughs> no. 
And I wouldn't do that to you. I like you. <laughs> so it had to be something because my audio and video is not working either. And it was working good last week. Or, well, for the, uh, the political podcast, it was working great. Now, I haven't changed anything. Uh, maybe a couple of settings, but I put them back. But, uh, yeah, nothing, no good over here. Well, um, yeah, I guess we lost Rick. So I guess he's going to, tr- he may try and come back in. But uh, we're out of time, everybody. Um, Renee, final thoughts? I'm I'm very excited for uh, for December. Uh, I, I'm I'm giddy like a schoolgirl. I can't wait to go back. I really can't. This is this has been so much fun. Last year was so much fun for me, but now I'm in front of the camera instead of behind the camera, and I get to do my experiments and not be, you know, when I was with Miguel, he was teaching me the the camera techniques, and I was filming. So now I get to do my thing. I get to be a real investigator again. I cannot wait. I'm I'm looking forward to this. Really, really am. This is this could be phenomenal. I hope you can stay longer because I started to investigate my old grade school. It's about forty minutes from the Bel Air house. Well, I and think I am now. I, I think I'm going to stay with uh, with Ashley's group. So Lane and I were going to go first, and then we're going to yeah. leave early. But I think when I talked to Ashley, uh, and he talked, and he, he she talked to Aaron, and I believe I'm going to stay from when I get there until they leave. So we're going to overlap. So we're going to be there. I'm going to be there maybe five or six days. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. Eddie and Rick, I wish you guys would come. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try. Oh, man. I'd and love Rick, to. I really would. Rick, can you hear us now? Yes. Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> we're, we're doing final thoughts, brother. So what were your final thoughts? Kristen, thank you so much, and it was great. Eddie Thin and Renee, just fantastic show. Thank you. I'm, I'm uh, the validation that you bring to the show as far as uh, what you experience in places like that goes a long way. Thank you. Really, thank does. you so much. And uh, James, final thoughts, brother. I know it's, uh, you're still on the phone. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, uh, Kristen, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, very interesting stories. And uh, so. My team and I will will be investigating a lot of places on the road, and uh, I think we're going to add your place to the list. And uh, you know, well, let's see what happens, and let's meet up, link up, and uh, have a good time. See what's up. Yes. Get, some, uh, get some stuff on footage and evidence. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, so much. thank you, Kristen. Final thoughts, more plugs for your website and uh, contact information, email. Yeah, all updates are, you know, in real-time updates will be on the Facebook. It's Bel Air House on Facebook, but website is belairhousetours.com. Old-fashioned way to book the house and talk is just call. Call the Bel Air House number at 740-579-1841. We like to talk. I like to text, too, so, or Messenger on Facebook. You can find me, Kristen Lee, and just Google Bel Air House, you'll find me. We appreciate it so much. Thank you. It's always an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show, Kristen. And thank you. The the house is phenomenal. We loved it. Anybody who goes there is going to have a serious paranormal uh, time. I mean, it's it's just crazy some of the things that go on there. Um, we appreciate it very much. We enjoyed showing the the sizzle reel. Uh, shout out to Alter Vision Studios and Miguel Cantu. Yes. Y'all get a chance. Jump on his site like it love it leave them a message tell them what you thought of it and uh we'd appreciate that also please share please share paranormal analytical on your page and on your friends pages wherever you can tell them to follow us and uh 
keep uh, check up with the updates and uh, and also the live video when we go live which is uh, every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Central. We appreciate you guys showing up and being here with us every single night. We love you guys, and we thank each and every one of you for being with us and the comments you leave and the input. Uh, it's it's always a pleasure to have everybody on the show and, uh, you know, haven't given their input to everything that's going on. And we thank you once again. Um, we're going to call it a night. Don't forget tomorrow night, political analytical is going to be now on Wednesdays and Sundays from 8 p.m. Hell to 9 yeah. p.m. So political yeah, Wednesday and Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Central time. So until then, you all take care. Once again, we love you guys. Be safe. Be classy. And uh, we'll see you again real soon. Not all. Not all. Not all.